Hey y'all, what is going on? How you guys doing today? Welcome back to another episode with your girl Desi on the Bruise Not Broken podcast. So today we're going to focus on the six pieces of equipment for spiritual warfare and then we're going to also talk about the difference between the soul and the spirit. So let's first go to Ephesians chapter 6 verses 13 through 18. If you got it, amen. If you don't got it, y'all know I'm going to read it to you, okay? So it states, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the piece that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So, I know I talk about the equipment for spiritual warfare a lot, but listen, I'm going to continue to talk about the good news as long as I can talk about the good news, okay? And this is good news, okay? Because we need to know what we need to put on in order to protect ourselves, in order to protect our spirits. So, the first piece is the belt of truth. Now, why do we put on belts? We put on belts to fasten things. We put on belts to hold things in. And so when God says, hey, put on a belt of truth, I'm sorry, put on a belt of truth, he is saying, I'm going to fasten everything, all of your understanding, all of what you thought you knew, I'm going to fasten that with my belt of truth. You'll be able to operate at a greater level. Let's go back to the scripture. It says, stand your ground putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. So the belt of truth does not only keep things fastened, but it helps you to stand your ground in truth. You guys get what I'm saying? So now let's go on to the second piece, which is the armor of God's righteousness. So some people may be like, it's obvious this, like God's armor is meant to protect us. Duh. Like, yeah, I know (laughs) God's armor protects the vital organs, but it's what makes us secure Okay, when you are able to be secure in something, you're able to be confident in it as well. And God is saying, listen, when you put on my armor of righteousness, be confident in the fact that nothing can that nothing can pierce through this. Okay, and honestly, the more that we rely on God's righteousness, the more that we are able to protect ourselves by avoiding that sin. All right, now let's talk about the shoes. Okay, it says for shoes, put on the piece that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. The peace that comes from the good news. What is the good news? The good news is all that God has done and all that he is continuing to do. The good news is basic. The good, when we spread the good news, it creates a tunnel of joy. It creates a tunnel of reassurance that God is going to do what he has come to do and that he is a promise keeper. That's why we spread the good news to keep the generations, you know, um, informed of all that God has done. And this is why you should serve him. Not because of what he can do for you, but, you know, what he has already done out of his unconditional love for us, you know, as a father. And so going back to the shoes portion, why do we wear shoes? Do we wear shoes to protect our feet? We wear shoes when we go places. We wear shoes to stand on solid ground. And he's saying for shoes, put on peace. Why should we put on peace? Because we're going to go into places that is uncharted. We're going to go into territories that have, that has not been touched yet. And when you go into uncharted territories, you go in 
expecting the unexpected because you don't know what's about to happen. That's why you must remain in God's peace because you don't know what storms this territory may bring. You don't know what storms this journey uh, may cause to happen. But as long as you have the shoes of peace on your feet, then you are safe. So the shoes of peace, it keeps you safe from what you are about to step into. Okay, it it protects you from all of the unknown, okay? So when you can truly understand the good news, you can truly uh, walk in safety with peace on your feet. And another thing is, I you know, I think God wants us to put peace in our feet is when we go out to make disciples in the world. You know, we are going places and he wants us to go out and spread the good news. And so when we do that, we need to always do it from a place of peace and not a place of anger because anger does not produce the fruit of righteousness. Come on now, James 1, 19 through 20. Come on, God. But seriously, though, like when you go places, you need to make sure that you are operating from a place of peace and not of anger. All right, y'all. Now let's move on to the fourth piece. Okay. That is the shield of faith. The shield of of faith. If you don't got nothing, you need to have this so that at least you can be protected from the arrows of the enemy. Listen, the shield of faith is exactly what it, what it, you know, what it sounds like. It is there to protect you from the enemy's attacks and the enemy is always out to attack. The enemy looks for opportunities to get you. Okay. So you need to make sure that you are guarded with your faith by using that shield. Like I said, if you don't got nothing else, you need to make sure that you have your faith because if you don't have your faith then you lose your connection with God. So in times that you feel like the enemy is attacking your mental, you need to pick up that shield of faith and say, I can do this. In times the enemy say that you cannot, you need to go ahead and tell them otherwise that, listen, I have God inside of me and I can do anything that he sets me to do. All right. The shield of faith can take you so far, but you need, you need, you need to pick it up. I don't know who that is for, but it's time for you to stop walking by and pick it up. You know, you got mad at God a couple of years ago for something that happened that was outside of your control, but God never meant for that to happen. That was the enemy and you let the enemy steal your joy. Listen, it's time for you to get your joy back by picking up the shield of faith and knowing that no matter what is going on around you, God got you. As long as you lean on the Lord and you choose him as your savior, he got you. Whoo! Now let's go to the helmet of salvation. Listen, the helmet protects the head. You need your head, y'all. If we don't have our head, we did. <laughs> Literally, like if we don't have our head, we are dead. So the helmet of salvation, what is salvation? Salvation is the deliverance of sins, okay? So when you have that helmet of salvation on, you are securing yourself. How are you securing yourself? Because you are building up that confidence. I don't know about you, but God delivered me from some dark times. And as I reflect, I gain more confidence and know that no matter what I go through, no matter how dark times get, God still has an escape for me. God can still reach down and pull me out of that pit that I put myself into. And when you have that confidence, you are protected against those attacks of the enemy because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to get inside your mind so that he can throw you off your game and affect your decision making. If you have that helmet on, they can't get in there. They can't get in there. So it's time that we protect our minds by putting on the helmet of salvation. All right, y'all. Now we're going to move on to the last piece of equipment, which is the sword of the spirit, God's word. And this is so crazy because this is actually going into the next topic that I'm going to be talking about in this episode, which is the soul and the spirit. So the last piece of equipment is the sword of the spirit. And if you guys know 
Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, then you know the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. One touch with this, the enemy perishes. One touch with this, the enemy dissolves. The word cuts deep. It divides the soul and the spirit. The enemy ain't got no soul. They soulless. They evil. They full of darkness. Y'all listen, the more of God's word you have in your life, the more prepared you will be for spiritual warfare. The Bible is your weapon. Okay? The Bible is your weapon. Okay? Jesus used scripture to fight the temptation of the devil when he was in the wilderness. Why can't we? Why can't we? Use the Bible as the weapon that it is. Because there's demons out here and they are real. People be sleeping like demons ain't real, but demons are real. See, they don't come as threatening as first, but as soon as you let your guard down, boom. There they go. They all up in your space. They all over here destroying you. They over here trying to, you know, pick apart your life because the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Demons are real. Satan is real. Like, I don't, some people be like, you know, laughing this off. Be like, oh, no, they're not real. Like, no, they are. Lust, that's a demon. <laughs> Jealousy, that's a demon. Anger, oh, that's a demon. Demon comes in all shapes and sizes, and they even come in human forms, too. That's why verse 18 in Ephesians chapter 6, it tells us that we must always be in prayer and be watchful because prayer protects us. It keeps us connected to God. We should not only pray when things are going good, but we should pray at all times without ceasing because, again, this world is full of the unexpected. We don't know what's going to happen today, tomorrow. We don't even know what's going to happen in a few hours. Like, we don't know what's to come because we are not all knowing, but God is. That's why we must stay connected to him through prayer. Y'all hear me? All right, so now we're going to discuss the soul versus the spirit. And it's so funny because I really didn't think that this would line up. I didn't know um, that, you know, part one of my episode will line up with part two, but God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> okay, so the soul is the vehicle while the spirit is the driver. The soul is the vehicle while the spirit is the driver. Let's look at Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 47. It's about Mary's song, and it says, And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Right there you see that there's a difference. Mary tells us, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. So they have two different functions going on here. The soul is used to glorify God, which is a human behavior. Yes, we can do good works and be godly and still fall short. That's because God's power is just that, God's. And the only thing connected to him is the spirit. Before I move on, I want us to stay here for a little bit. So I said that we can do good works and be godly and still fall short. That's because our soul is tied to our humanity. So yes, we can walk in the path of righteousness, but we can still fall short because we are human and our soul is connected to that. So we all know about the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit is the advocate inside of us. See, people use advocates to support a cause, and in this case, the Holy Spirit is an is an advocate on behalf of God to support his will. That's why we can't lean on our soul, but our 
spirit because through that we have a divine connection. How I see it is the soul gets in us, but in order for the power of God to work through us, we need the spirit because God sends out his spirit to accomplish his will. And just to take it a step further, let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. It says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we see three different parts, the body, the soul, and the spirit. So I want you to look at these in three different levels. The body being the outer level, the soul being the next, and the spirit being the core. So... This may sound self-explanatory, but the spirit is spiritual. The spirit is the only way to connect with God, and we can only use it if we believe in God and receive him. That's, that's really big. We must believe and receive. We can believe that there is a God, but we you know, can spend years without fully receiving him in relationship. I don't know who that was for, but that was clearly for somebody. You need to believe in God and also receive him through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, If you don't receive him through that salvation then you cannot fully experience the love that God, you know, wants to send through you in your spirit. And I want us to look at Romans chapter 8 because it explains that life is gained through the spirit. And we all know that because God is life and we can only get that connection is through Jesus because through him, we have relationship with the father. So I'm going to read Romans chapter 8 verses 1 through 4. It says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the what? The spirit. So this verse is telling us that we have to walk with our spirit. We are living a life according to our spirit, not our soul. Again, our soul is tied to our humanity. And we will always fall short if we're trying to live through our soul and not through our spirit that God has sent in us. So before I end this episode, I want you guys to get two things. Okay, the soul is our humanity that makes us feel emotions. It is our way to magnify God through our human limitations while the spirit is our spiritual connection with God. That's how we express our love to God and Jesus Christ through our spirit. So guys, that wraps up today's episode. I hope you guys were able to jot down some gems while you could. If you haven't already, make sure that you drop a comment rate review below. Hit the plus sign in the corner of the screen to subscribe to the podcast and follow our inspirational blog on Instagram at BNB podcast two underscores. Thanks for tuning in with your girl. Thanks for always being supportive, and I cannot wait to talk to you guys in the next episode. Love y'all, and y'all have a blessed day.